Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the way. We want it men. It's so weird, man. We, we hung out last night. We had some beers and or I, I had beers and we each had a cigar. Jason was drinking what? How much? Jay, was much. it Jack Daniels you were drinking? It's yeah, it's kind of like Jack Daniels, but it's cheaper. <laughs> that's why you had so that's why you had so much. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird because we just saw each other last night and it's like, how do you start? How, where do you go? Right. You know. It's more formulaic again. Right. But yeah, it was good to hang out and uh, the weather's getting cool again. So um, it's more, I don't know, it's just easier to hang out by a fire because in the summer you can't really do a fire pit. Yeah. You get buggy and sweaty and humid and dealing with mosquitoes and yep. all that crap. Yeah, but it's good. Weather's starting to change, I guess. Yeah. Which is nice, which I need to get my fire pit out too. I like hanging out on my back deck, better than a fire pit. It's more yeah, you have you have the a really nice back deck. Yeah, you don't have to worry about bugs. Exactly. So, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Yeah, can't complain. Awesome. Um, got any pickups this week? Uh, I did all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, the small thing I picked up was the unproduced uh, Chewy from. The micro collection. I picked one up. Somebody had had a lot on Deal or No Deal, and I've I've learned to start looking at those lots. And he had a um, unproduced Chewy sitting in one, and tried making a deal on the whole lot. And then I said, "What do you want?" And he refused. And then I asked him what he wanted on the Chewy, and he goes, "I figured that's the one you wanted." So he sent me. A, so I got that from him. Oh, good. Yeah. How many and of those do you have now? I've got two. I've got the Chewy and. Um, the B is it the B one, not the FX, the other medical droid, the B B two one, B one two, the medical droid. Yeah, the one that has the okay. microphone yeah. on her face. Yep, we got that one. So I don't even. I should have looked and see how many they had, but I don't know. I don't even know how many they have. But it's a fun road to go down. Yeah, it's another rabbit hole. Right, and uh, also picked up a original Christian piece from him at Dragon Con. Uh, my wife had been, he did an Ewok a couple of years ago and my wife had been eyeballing it for like the last year. And she finally just said, F it. And we made a deal on it. Nice. So I've been following him for like 10 years, which is crazy to think about, but you know, 
It's a yeah. cool piece. It's a cool, cool moment picking that up from him. How much Sorry. has he grown in the past 10 years? Um, you mean as far as art popularity? Popularity? Yeah. I, I think he's he's grown pretty decent. Uh, you know, people he's he's definitely one of the better known uh, Star Wars artists. At, uh, at one time, I think he was like the number one uh, Star Wars artist out there because he had uh, a lot of his stuff got licensed, especially that one Boba Fett with the Luke in the I mean not Luke Han Solo um, in the Carbonite. Yeah. That got put on a whole bunch of stuff. It got put on boxers and um, coasters and Easter baskets. Uh, I got a window shade with it on it so i had, I had a, no i had a cell phone cover with it on it yeah i'm not sure if it was licensed or not but. i don't know if the cell phone covers were licensed or not i don't i know there was a lot of stuff that was bootleg but uh so he was he, he did pretty good with that and then he uh he just come back he just has come back with lucasfilm in the last couple of years so but yeah he had a pretty cool booth it uh had all his i've never seen so many of his originals in one place so that was cool seeing all those. Uh, and he's got some, yeah, got a bunch of Boba Fett stuff. And he's got a dad bod Fett with the uh, Bib Fortuna staring at him in the reflection. That one looks cool. Uh, it's just, yeah, I love his work, man. I I, I don't know if I've told the story. I, I, I don't tell it enough, but I'd just gone through like my second divorce and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and, and, you know, basically find myself again. And I just found star Wars, you know, you're like, what makes you happy? And you you realize star Wars. So you start getting back into that. And then I found his art. I found that Boba Fett with the uh, Han and Carbonite and it just sort of reignited everything for me. So I hold his art right up there with star Wars, uh, you know, as far as, you know, what makes me happy and what makes, you know, they dug me out of what could have been a really dark place. Right. And they're sort of intertwined for you. Yes. Yeah. And and you can tell when you get to my house that I've got his crap everywhere. It's not crap. It's good stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. crap lovingly. Yeah. You're a passionate fan for him. I too. really yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. There's so what, nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that. No. I'm trying to think what else did I pick up? Uh, my wife got me a couple of shirts. I don't know. It, it's been a kind of a cluster. We at Dragon Con, we picked up a bunch of art uh, just from different people. We um, we'll talk about Dragon Con. Yeah, Dragon Con was was weird this year because it did it. We went on Monday. I've never been on a Monday. I normally go on like Saturday or Sunday, and uh, they were limiting everybody to I think like fifty percent capacity, which was amazing uh, for Dragon Con because you were able to actually, you know, look at the booths. You know, normally you're in the dealer room and you're just, you're just, you know, you're in a sea of people and you don't have a chance to stop and look at booths. And you're like, I've seen this crap before. And you just kind of move on Or this year you were able to really stop and, and look at the booths and you didn't have people banging on you. And uh, you still had, you know, when it got later in the day, it started to get busier, but you know, we were there nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday and normally it's full of people and there was nobody, you know, no, barely anybody on the streets. Um, so it was just, it was a weird decon this year. Uh, but then I realized why I only go to dragon con like every two to three years, it's in the same vein as, um, uh, Renfest for me, because it's not a collecting con. It, it's, if you want to go, it's more for cosplayers and stuff. So it's not, that's not what I want. That's not what I do. So I don't, I don't, I enjoy it, but it's not my cup of tea, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
plus you know there's not a whole lot of i think i saw maybe three or four pieces of uh vintage star wars and it was old beat up stuff yeah. uh but we you know we picked up a lot of art the artist gallery was fun i mean just just to tell you how uncrowded it was we did the for one floor in like 20 minutes of the artist alley and normally or not the artist alley but the 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 artist mart and uh normally that takes us like an hour hour and a half wow so it was it was nice and so then uh huh so it's desolate yes it was it really was uh, but we picked up, you know, the thing is, is you go to these artists uh, and you start looking at their stuff and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I like this piece of that piece. And, they're, they, and then, then, then they hit you with the Well, it's three for twenty five or they hit you with the deal. And as soon as they hit you with that deal, you're like, crap, I got to buy all of it uh, just because you're like, oh, twenty five dollars for three pieces of art. So you throw that down and then you end up walking away with like 20 pieces of art and then you end up spending hundreds of dollars in frames. But um, there was a guy that I like that I've been following on Instagram called hero five that was there. And he had a, you know, he had a, like a $10 bin and we picked up some stuff from him and it was just, um, you know, that was cool because it's somebody I've been following for a couple of years, really digging his art. And, uh, you know, we're able to talk to him and be like, Hey, I'm Glenn. And Oh yeah, I've seen you come through, uh, PayPal or whatever, you know, seen your name pop up a few times. So, you know, that was cool. And then there was another artist that I like that we, you know, we, we go to a show heroes con in Charlotte a lot. And they, it felt like there was a lot of artists that had been uh, to heroes con that were up there uh, this week. So, you know, we, there was also a lot of, Oh, let me, let me look at what you've got and see if I've got enough of your stuff. You know, did you put anything new out that I hadn't seen in two years? Um, so there was a lot of that too, but uh, you know, I enjoyed it it just i don't know it i'd, I'd rather go to a toy show than go yeah. to dragon con yeah but that's just me yeah i have no uh uh knowledge of what dragon con is i haven't been yet and what last year was covid the year before that it just couldn't get to it so it doesn't sound like it's something i'd probably want to do because it's not a toy show i'm looking right. for the toys i'm not looking for I mean, I mean, look at look at the wall behind me. I have no yeah. room for art. So, uh, I mean, I do have good memories of Dragon Con because I met Jillian Anderson, which is right there. That'd be so, worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. Uh, you know, if there's people there that you want to meet, I mean, they had we didn't even go to the artist, the, the uh, what they call the Walk of Fame. We forgot about it because normally you go and at least see who's there. And by about two o'clock, Mandy was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to go. And yeah. so we went pick up our art from Christian and then left. And then you're, you're halfway home going, crap, we missed, uh, you know, walk of fame. We didn't see who was there. And, um, you know, I, I met Peter Mayhew there last couple, well, cause we went, I think six years ago, we went for whenever force, uh, force awakens came out, we went and peter mayhew was there and that was a cool experience so i mean if there's people there you want to meet it's it's worth it but you know other than that it yeah i'd stay away mm. but if you like partying and drinking 24 hours a day for three or four days go for it yeah no not my cup of tea no what, what did you pick up yeah i got tons of stuff because it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a normal episode so i picked up Hasbro sent the power of the force Luke Skywalker mm -hmm. six inch, which is pretty cool. It would have been nice if they did like a short saber and a long tree kind of thing, but it's just like a straight repack. So it looks, it looks good. They have to uh, think too much, dude. What? 
They'd have to think too much if they did something like that. They have to take care and consideration. (laughs) Walmart did send me a bunch of their exclusives, but oh my gosh. So one came in a bubble envelope. One came in a box that was too small for the figure. And then one came in an oversized box with no padding in it. So you had what? Three figures? Three figures, each different. My Death Star droid has a crease in the corner and it's got a smash bubble because this is the one that was in the bubbler, bubble mailer. Mm-hmm. So it's just a padded envelope, basically. The Tuscan Raider was shoved into a box, and I at first thought, oh, it's not too bad, but there is a crease in the upper corner where the 50th anniversary for Lucasfilm that logo is. And then some of the bubble is crushed. So now I got to figure out if I can get replacements for that because. I'd prefer to have them in general, generally good condition. Right. Hasbro. Uh, no, and then I also got my Luke Skywalker, which is decent. This is the version where he's on Endor um, in his poncho and stuff, but there is a crease at the top. So, I mean, their shipping just sucks. And then finally Hasbro Pulse sent my Scout Trooper vintage collection. And it's in, a, it's in decent shape. There is a crease down the middle where Star Wars is. So that's eating at me because I prefer to have them in generally good condition. Right. Yeah. I was thinking of everybody that has had, cause it seems like everybody's having issues with these things yeah. and uh, we do UPS at work, you know, but it's coffee. So, you know, when you're loading coffee, you don't give a crap how you load it, you know, or, or if, if you damage a box or, you know, if you got to put a, you know, small box, you try to put as much crap as you can in a box and, you know, thinking about these guys, you know, if I, if I have the same mindset that these people have loading that stuff in, I totally get why stuff's getting messed up. They don't care. They don't, they don't care. They don't care that, oh, a collector wants this. They don't, to them, it's just an item. It's not a collecting piece. I also picked up, I'm not done yet. So for the vintage collection back in, what year was this? When it first started at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Hasbro passed out what they called proofs they were just like a promotional piece they look like actual card backs for the vintage collection that they were just launching so um there's no car there's no figure on it it's just basically the card back it's not really a proof it's promotional material but it is some of the earlier promotional material for the vintage collection so i picked up clone commander cody and uh, anakin skywalker and they've got they've got that chrome effect around the race racetrack mm. so they just they look nice and clean and then i also picked up the same for obi-wan and general grievous but these two are unpunched so it's pretty cool nice did you have did they come with those cases nope i got in touch with your buddy ian and he had these to me like the next day he said he was going to ship them on like monday uh-huh. and they arrived tuesday wow that's fast, why i love me some ian fast great quality um great product i can't complain about the experience i had, just had with ian awesome that was incredible. I know you so. picked up some more stuff. Yeah, I picked up micro machines. <laughs> I picked up, and I'll save the story for a couple of weeks, but I picked up uh, um, prototype micro machines, rebel pilots. There was a set that came with like eight different rebel pilots in a pose. The same thing with TIE fighter pilots, but I picked up four prototypes of those. Rebel pilots, X-wing pilots, and then two of the Tie Fighter pilots. Nice. So I have six new prototypes there. I'm happy about that. 
Yeah. Gotta love the prototype micro machines. Do you, uh, I know we talked about this last night, but I think you're ahead of the curve on this, man. And I don't think you're helping yourself with the podcast saying I'm buying all this micro machine stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that later too. Yeah. Micro buy it all first. Yeah. It's that 20 year rule where 20 years later, people have the kids that played with this stuff suddenly have extra funds and then they buy the more rare items like the pre-production and prototypes and hard copies and things like that. So that might be the next big thing. Right. And I, yeah, I don't know how far you want to get into it, but yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And it is, it's like, I think people, they start looking for stuff to collect and, you know, the vintage stuff is already, it's in black holes, you know, you're not going to find it. And if you do find it, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, not hundreds, but tens of thousands of dollars. Right. And so you start looking and then, you know, and it just, you kind of just work your way down and then you go to, okay, nobody's touched micro machines yet. And that's where people are going to end up going or, you know, <laughs> as he's going, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> they stink. They're flushable. Yes. No, Kids can I mean, choke on them. Yeah. If that pops and it pops and there's nothing I can do about it, but. I don't think we we influence the community any much with our little podcast here. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like we're just shouting into a tin can. Right. Yelling at clouds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's why I do the Galactic Hero stuff because not it's not that not that many people collect it and you can still find it at a decent price, but it is they're starting to creep up, the especially the bigger pieces. They're starting to creep. You know, you used to be able to pick them up for 20 bucks, now they're starting to hit 100. So I may not be picking those up that much anymore. Well, look what you got behind you. You're... Oh, what, huh? What? Look what you have behind you. That's <laughs> that's pretty special right there. Yeah, I can't complain. But it's like, why don't I go to celebration? That. That right there. <laughs> There's what more your answer. You yeah, that's your answer. Anything but, else? Um, yeah, Hasbro had a live stream. Yay! I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain. You can listen to any number of our episodes. It's the same complaint, just on repeat. But they did release 16 figures, and by my calculation, two of them are brand new. Mm. That's just pathetic, Hasbro. Come on. Yeah. So I I didn't order the carbonized stuff. Well, the carbonized stuff doesn't come out until October 7th. So there's time if I want to pick up that short trooper. But the carbonized carbonized stuff for the Black Series, or the credit collection, not carbonized, excuse me. I'm out. I'm not doing that anymore. I mean, the Mandalorian looks like he's Jango Fett. Right. And it works with, because it's all inspired by pre-production art. And they use that pre-production art to colorize the action figure. The Mandalorian looks like Jango Fett with the blue stripe down the middle. It just doesn't, for me, it doesn't work on its own. It should be, I mean, it, it's more of an artistic piece and it works with with the piece of art but alone as a single figure just doesn't i don't know i'm out right i'm only into the new stuff no oh, i think i deleted the email from hasbro i was trying to find the uh email i had from it but it's not it's not there because like they'll just send us an email with all the pictures on it and I, I wanted to see that credit collection mando again but yeah there's the let's see i'll run down this list real quick there's the new prototype retro collection stormtrooper Mm -hmm. which was surprisingly easy to pre-order well it, at target it, it doesn't look that it doesn't look i think that doesn't look as good as the other ones because it 
the head and the body torso is one piece. So right. you lose sort of that um, aesthetic. Yeah. Black Series Gaming Greats Jet Trooper. Which is a the, repaint, right? It's a repaint, but it's a retool. I give them a little bit more slack with the, the clones and the troopers because there's, there's the new paint applications give them the ability to uh, make it new and feel fresh. And, and that's just part of in-universe. You know, it's different than slapping some sort of metallic paint on it and saying, here's something new with the carbonized stuff. Right. Oh, I, I finally found that email. Yeah, it's a total Django Fett ripoff, dude. Yeah, it looks weird. But yeah, keep going, Jason. Yeah, so there's the carbonized uh, vintage collection armor, incinerator trooper, Moff Gideon, and the short trooper. There's the Black Series credit collection, Mandalorian, Quill, Grief Karga, Moff Gideon, and the armorer. There's the Black Series Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 2, Covered in Mud. Yeah. If I want that, I can take that in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I can bring him in my backyard and cover him in mud. I mean, did they retool? They they did retool Grogu. Grogu has a different face. He's got the eyes closed, hand out, you know, using the Force, which is cool. I don't see, again, that seems like a creative repack to me. Right. It's something from the show. It's not this weird metallicized, however you want to call it, action figure. It's, I don't know. They also have this new thing, the troop building assortment, which is kind of interesting because we were just talking about that a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. because they've done this for their um, Marvel Legends. They've had a a couple troopers, AIM trooper, I think was one of them, and a Hydra trooper maybe. Um, And so now they're doing that with the vintage collection. It is going to be in a shipper box, which is interesting because uh, it's shipping. It's a it's a pro. No, I'm, I know what I'm saying. I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> it's a packaged action figure without plastic. So gotcha. this is the new kind of trend. I don't want to say trend, but is the new way forward for packaging this stuff and using less pa- plastic. Right. So I would imagine they're baggied, but. I, you know, it's it's a cool looking package. It's sort of have the, you know, hey, we're a band of stormtroopers or, yeah, whatever, and it does have the one with the uh the shoulder piece. Yeah, the shoulder pauldron. Pauldron. Um, the vintage collection emperor, who's coming with that convention exclusive backdrop, uh, he's coming to the vintage collection on his own card, and it's got a different head sculpt than the deluxe edition. So I appreciate that kind of difference there. So there is some newness. And then as far as what they've announced, it's brand new Lobot and Bib Fortuna for the vintage collection. Right. Why would that, what I'm, what's throwing me is I'm looking at all this stuff and then they have the, the Ewok, they have Tebow, but Tebow has been out for a month or two, hasn't he? So yeah. So Tebow, what they were just saying is that this is, um, the wave that's the wave that they're going to be shipping so you could buy the whole wave if you wanted oh, to gotcha okay and then for the archive collection they did announce that palpatine lando skiff guard c3po and dengar are coming to that archive wave which again don't need the archive wave just throw it in the regular line now we don't need it anymore 
Yeah. And then, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, okay. I'm looking and I see the uh, uh, Lando caught my eye. I did, I did like the uh, the fact that the inside of his cape is they look like they've spent some time on it and put a print on the inside of his cape. So that's kind of cool. Vintage collection version. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just a repack, right? Or is that I new? I don't think so. I think oh. that's new. Okay. As far as the vintage collection is concerned, they've done Lando's before, General Lando, but they've never done that Bes- Bespin Lando, Cloud gotcha. City Lando. And they're racing to complete that 96, which makes me concerned that they're going to be finished redoing the 96 original figures and then they're just going to dip out and say no more vintage collection. They might. And then finally, uh, there was some newness. There's the vintage collection Yoda that they teased, uh, 501st Clone Trooper, which has climbed in, in cost. So that's not surprising that they're going to release that again. The Death Watch Mandalorian Airborne Trooper, which is from that, that scene when the Mandalorian was just a kid and was rescued by the Mandalorians. You saw them all like flying in on that planet to, to rescue him. Mm-hmm. And then the cool one, Figure and Dan. From he's getting his own card. And I'm like, that's what I want. I want those kind of creatures and aliens and stuff. Well, you know, good on them because they don't have to retool it. They can just release one, and you buy six of that one. And that's true too. So yeah, will they package all the instruments with the one? Probably not. No. But somebody will. 3D print them or something. Probably. Somebody will somebody will make up instruments if they haven't already. And, and you misraise lightsaber, dude. Well, I didn't also <laughs> say that. Well. Oh, yeah, okay. You, I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm jumping no, ahead. No, I wasn't going to cover it. So go ahead and say it. Oh, they re-released. They released the raised lightsaber. And it's the first time it says Ray Skywalker. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Jeez. Womp so. womp. And I'm not a f- huh. Go, no, go ahead. I'm just not a fan of that lightsaber because I don't know how the hell you're going to hold it. It doesn't look like it has a good handheld on it. I'm being a practical, you know, as a practical person, I'm like, it, how you you're going to hold it only with one hand because you you know there's not enough grip on it for two hands to me. Huh. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't sing to me. Just it's just a weird design on a lightsaber, guys. It is. I mean. It's just, all right, whatever. I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> yeah, so that's that was released. And then the last piece was that the Razor Crest is going to be delayed till January of 2022. Right. Which is a bummer. Be, so, yeah. Which gives me time to figure out where the hell I'm putting it in my room. <laughs> and that's a bigger problem. Right. And it gives me time to think if I'm going to buy one at, in the secondary market. Because I know people that have bought a ton of them. So maybe I can pick one up for maybe $100 extra or something. Yeah, pretty close. If you can get it when it first comes out and close to cost, I would say pick one up. They look pretty good. I mean, if it's anything like the Slave One or whatever, I know uh, Jordan was kind of complaining that those prices are getting insane for vehicles. But, I mean, at least with the when you get a $100 vehicle, you you feel like you're getting – you know your money's out of it you know mm-hmm. the slave one i got my money out of i think but I mean, uh, that's I the fire spray before you continue that's the fire spray fine it'll always be the slave one to me jason just like it'll always be a mythosaur skull or bantha skull bantha sorry skull. yeah 
but uh-huh. yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I haven't seen the X-wing, the hundred dollar X-wing, to see how it looks. I mean, a Tie Fighter, the Black Series Tie Fighter, I thought was a little much, but you know, the market, uh, you know, fixed itself because it sat for a minute and people were able to pick it up for cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at it. Yeah, it's a pretty good vehicle. It's pretty right. impressive. It is. I mean, the same thing with the snow speeder for a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, it's it's yet. a big ass snow speeder. Plus, I was able to pick it up with the Luke for a hundred dollars, so I can't complain. Right. I missed that deal. Yeah. So what else is going on, Jason? I got some market watch stuff, but I'm now hesitant about the vintage stuff, not vintage collection, vintage, vintage stuff, because as I learn more and more, like there was a Minon card, Han Solo 31 back that was graded AFA 75 for $447 that sold on eBay. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that there's like variations within those, those card backs and some of those variations are worth more than others. So for example, it could have been a 31A, not a 31B or 31C. I don't even know if that's a thing with the 31 back. So please excuse my ignorance, but that does exist and some of those are worth more than others and so like i'm hesitant about reporting on some of these vintage pieces without knowing the full scope of how much what it is and how much it's supposed to be uh-huh. if that makes sense right i mean you could still report on them and see what happens All right. so, you know we'll just give you a kind of a sense of what things are selling right now in the community Right, uh, a Black Series uh, Rex 3.75 inch. That's the version that came out after the Vintage Collection, the uh, boxed edition. Um, it's a Walmart exclusive. That sold for about forty five dollars. So the cost of those are going up. Um, a blue Snaggletooth with decent paint application. He seems to be selling for about three hundred dollars on eBay right now. Yeah, that's is, about what they're going for, which to me I find is crazy. But weren't they more at one point? Um, if you find a good one, I, I think I've seen them hit 350, 400. If you have one that's really, really clean, I mean, or if you get a bidding five, war, 500 bucks, really? Yeah. Oh, maybe they, maybe I missed some stuff. Maybe. Um, but yeah, same. you know what? Yeah, now that you said that, I think about it. I think I have seen them hit five if they, if they're clean. So maybe maybe costs are coming down a little bit. I don't know. Our people are just aggravated. Maybe. Uh, there was a San Diego Comic-Con Snaggletooth, Blue Snaggletooth, that was like a jumbo figure. That was selling for about 170 bucks. To kind of give you guys an idea of where that's selling. I think those were, what, 75 bucks when they first were sold? Yeah, the uh, Gentle Giant jumbo yep. figures. Yeah, yep. I think that's what they were going for. So that's. do you have any of those? Uh, I've just got the Snow Trooper, and I, I picked it up for like 60 bucks at one of the first meetups. Okay. Like four years ago, but I have it. I opened it and it's in my collection. And then I, I found the box the other day while I was going through my garage and the bubbles crushed. And mm. I was like, damn, that sucks. Those are cool. That's, that's one line I wish I had gotten into. It just, it's like too late now. Like it's going to be too expensive to try to get into that line. Right. It, it The whole thing stinks. If you know, you miss something the first go around and then you're trying to buy it, you know, the late tax, as Jordan called it, you know, <laughs> it, uh, you know, because you, you miss something, it's 50 bucks. And before you know it, it's 150. So you got to right. pay more and it sucks. Yeah, your wallet starts to hurt. Oh, yeah. And then finally, 
a first shot C-3PO with removable limbs recently sold at Hake's auction for, guess how much? You told me last night, like $23,000. Jesus Christ. I was hoping you would for, would have forgotten. I wasn't that drunk. <laughs> I wasn't either. <laughs> no, you were you were drunk. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I, I just had so much fun with you and Jordan. I didn't have to drive, and I didn't realize how much I drink. Dude, I just kept looking over at you, and you kept pouring that uh, yeah. whiskey or whatever in your drink, and I was like. Is that whiskey or tea? Because you sure are drinking a lot of it. Well, some some of it was just tea. I was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. I drank more than I should, so I'm going to be taking a break from drinking for a while. Oh, it's all right. Until it's next okay. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. it's my sister-in-law's birthday today, so we're supposed to go out downtown Woodstock, hit uh, hit a pizza place, hit Reformation uh, tonight, and then uh, there's a new arcade. It's called Blue Ghost. Uh, in downtown yep. that I think it's like 15 bucks all you can play. Yeah. So retro arcades. I'm looking forward to that. I've been wanting to go. The... Huh? No, good. Sorry. I, I've been wanting to go for a minute and just had, you know, your weekends get blown up and you just never make it over there. Um, have you been to that cigar bar right next to that blue arcade? Yes. Yeah. That's a pretty cool spot. Yeah. Had... Yeah. I enjoyed it. I've picked up a couple of things. Yeah. They had a live when I was in there a couple of weeks ago, they had a live uh, jazz musician in there nice a blues blues rhythm and blues it was pretty cool i was just like this is a nice kind of joint but i walked out of that place smelling like i had been i mean i was in there for five minutes and i smelled like i've been sitting in smoke for an hour yeah that's the one thing that stinks about going into some of those places that's a pun stinks stinks but i'm dad jokes Hashtag dear jokes. But that's all I got from my uh, news and weekly reports and market watches. Um, you are going to Cincinnati. Yes. I toy am show. What, are you, what are you looking for up there? Dude, I don't know. I just want to see stuff. Um, I've, I've been threatened that my credit card is going to be taken away from me and my phone and my PayPal privileges. <laughs> so, out. yeah, I don't, I don't know how much money I'll have to spend, if any. Uh, when we go up there, but, uh, you know, I just, I want to see it. I've heard, I've heard good things about the show. I've heard, you know, you, there's stuff that you're not going to see. Uh, people will bring stuff out yeah. uh, specifically for that show. So I'm hoping I can see some cool prototypes. Uh, I want to, I want to see people that I hadn't seen in, in a couple of years, uh, friends that I've made over the pandemic, Yeah. Uh, you know, that I know that, that I'm thinking is going to be there. Um, just get out and i know some uh collectors because it turns out to be a big party on, on that weekend because i know collectors will open up their homes and um you know sort of like a mini uh you know mini mini meetup that whole week or you know a couple of days beforehand so i'm just I, I love cincinnati man it's just it's a cool town um you know it's just full of history man uh, and you don't realize it until, you know, you get into collecting for a few years and then you get up there and you realize the, the history that it, that town's got. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, I want, if I can find some more Bill and Ted stuff, that'd be awesome. Um, I know there's some stuff floating around up there, but you know, will it, will it show up? I don't know. Uh, I missed a chance of buying another piece of prototype a few months ago when we were up there and I wish I would have, but if I'd have known that was coming to me, I would have picked it up, uh, just to have added, added more to it. But, um, uh, Dude, I don't know. I just, I want to see stuff. I want to, you know, 
it's like I told the guy when you know when people ask why you're up here, I'm like I'm looking for that rocket firing Boba Fett in a five dollar bin, and they're like everybody is. So I you know and, and you you hear stories of stuff still out there because somebody just found a, a prototype a plush wicket in the antique mall up there. He just he w- was walking through the antique mall and saw you know a plush wicket and he was like that looks weird. And then when he picked it up and looked at it, there was no eyes, there's no tag. And, you know, then you, you're starting to look and you can feel like it's hand stitched in certain places. So he, he freaking found the prototype stuffed wicket in, in yeah. an antique mall for like 30 bucks. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I want to find. But, you know, if it's going to have a bunch of bunch of collectors up there that weekend, it's going to be pro- I think it'll be hard. But, you know, it is fun because you're driving around cincinnati and every every house you're like is it got a dumpster are they doing a yard sale are they you know what's going on because you know you just never know what you're going to find up there and never know what you're gonna get no, uh, lock dude, is you, lock you, cincinnati toy show <laughs> you, you gotta make you, you know you gotta make your way up there man it just it's it's just a cool town i mean i know you've been there but you've been there for like 20 minutes yeah i saw the mural and then i was yeah. out but yeah, no, I want to hang there for a little bit. Maybe next year for the next Cincinnati Toy Show. It's just with uh, my travels lately and going back to Syracuse in a couple of weeks. It's just not, not yet. Yeah. Well, I it got is lucky. What it is. Yeah, I got lucky because I know there's enough people going that uh, I'm able to tag, you know, tag along with some guys and split the cost. So that's basically the only reason I'm getting to go. If I didn't have people going, I, I couldn't go because I've spent a lot of money lately. Which. I can't go, you know, I'm happy, but it just, you know, people are like, well, where's your trip? You going, you going on any trips this year? It's like, no, nope, we've already spent our trip money. <laughs> so, right. You're looking at my vacation. <laughs> yeah. My vacation sitting in the case behind me or sitting on my wall upstairs. But, uh, you know, I can't complain because it's stuff that, you know, it, it's, it's been a really crazy year because, you know, I wasn't. I didn't look for Bill and Ted hard copies, but I always wanted a hard copy. You know, you want a hard copy, you want a mold, you want, you know, you set goals for yourself, you know, at least mentally, like, you know, you with your micro collection, you know, you're like, I I want this or I want that. I want pre-production stuff. I'd love to have a clay mold. I don't know. I don't know if they do. I'm sure they've got to do a two up or a four up in the micro collection. I mean, in the uh, action fleet or whatever. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out. It doesn't look like it. Like hard copies are just a little bit bigger than the actual production. Mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if they sculpt it just a little bit bigger and they shrink it down in the process okay but i've never seen like a four up for the uh micro machines and i just don't think that's the way they did it but i could be wrong do you think computers were used back? yeah because that was still 94 95 okay that was before computers gotcha because i think nowadays it's all done by computers and 3d yeah. printing and stuff yep. so you don't you you're missing that uh that process it's not as much hands-on but um you know and it's just it's crazy that to think that you know i've checked off major you know last few years checked off some pretty major check marks in my in the on the check on the list and i have to say it's been fun i mean for the longest time we started this podcast a year ago and this was your pipe dream to have those figures right now you have it and so i'm just so happy for you and it's just it's been cool to watch your friends get all the things that they've been searching for and, you know, good people getting good things and not trying to resell it or being jerks about it, you know? Right. So 
I'm happy for you. Thank you. Well, I'm happy you got your micro machines. Yeah. Like when I started a year ago, I never thought I would have this many. Right. So I feel very lucky. And I'm thinking about moving my desk that I'm sitting at right now upstairs and finding like a glass display to put right here. But it would have to be like a glass display where you can look both ways. So if I'm sitting on my couch, which is on the other side, it doesn't feel like there's a wall here and I can actually see the action figures behind me. Cool. But I'm thinking about doing something like that to just try to expand because I am running out of space here. Right. Yeah, that's... And I can't build another room. <laughs> you got to wait about two, three months, dude, because everybody's running out of cases right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I'm not getting it anytime soon. Yeah. It would be nice to get it before the winter social, but it's, that's just not happening. Right. And then what would you do with all that hallway? The hallway would stay. This would be for more of the... Um... So I have two of the Detolf cases next to my TV. One's with micro machines. The other one was with vintage stuff. And I would put all the vintage stuff in those and then move the micro machines over here. Nice. I think. Okay. We'll see. I also wanted to put lights around up here. I haven't done that yet. Just to make it look cool. Because mm -hmm. it is dark back there. So. Are you wanting to do like lights in the ceiling or just uh, rope just lights? The, the, rope lights that can change color i thought that might be cool to put it around the pegs yeah people can't really see me pointing right well this one there. um let me do this let me show you this and i know it sucks as a podcast but mine does this and then it also so let's that. describe it it's no, it's flashing. flashing yeah i'm, I'm so. showing it yeah the the lights are flashing and then it also does like a heartbeat so you have a glass display yeah and in it you have rope light yes and it's I, white or blue it's white i got like i think the bright light bright white is it just along the top or the top and sides uh the top but along the top i didn't do it along the sides and it's like a half case so people know and so you're touching some sort of control pad at your computer you're nowhere near the display you got right. a remote yeah I, got, I didn't want one with the remote but it also has the remote and it has a button on the display case so so how long is that rope light and how much does it cost um I think it was under 20 bucks. I got it off Amazon and uh, I think it was like seven, eight feet. Okay. Cause the case is six feet wide, six feet across. And then you figure it's got two feet, a foot on yeah. each side. Yeah. So it's, that makes it like eight feet. And it, it, I mean, it, it was, I looked at a bunch of them and this one was cool because it, you could put like spacers in between the, the ropes cause it came apart uh, and you can adjust it or put spacers in it. And I just put it all together. Um, uh, because I needed it filled what I needed it to fill, and it definitely it brought, you know, the twenty bucks was well worth it. Yeah. But then I also had to figure out how to run power through it, and I thought, you know, you would come over and you were like, "Oh, run it through the ceiling." And then I talked to my father-in-law, and he was like, "Dude, you got an outlet? Just get one of those things that you put put over uh, cords so people don't trip on it, and do that." So it doesn't look as good, but yeah, maybe you know, someday. Maybe someday. I don't know. You know, my father-in-law is an electrician and he didn't feel like screwing with it. So I was right. like, okay, fine. It doesn't look bad. It, I put it like in the corner. So you don't, it's only got like a couple of feet. So you're not going to trip on it too bad. Yeah. But I think I need like a hundred foot rope light. I mean, just the, the distance from the bottom to the top has to be about four or five feet. So I think for the whole wall, I need about a hundred feet of rope light. Wow. That's Maybe someday. Be that'll be a lot of money, dude. 
Yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> maybe you can find it at IKEA too. I've I've seen the stuff at IKEA because I've got a case upstairs that I put the IKEA rope light in, and it wasn't bad. But I don't oh. know why I didn't go back to IKEA. Probably because it I don't know. Amazon's just too damn easy. Because it's IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a black hole. It really is. You walk in, and the next thing you know, wait, I walked in at eight a.m. and it's now eight p.m. What happened? Right. That's that's sort of like what happened Friday at work. We were looking at the clocks, going, "Damn, it's 11. And then we did did a cookout or whatever. And next thing you know, it's like four hours later, and you did nothing. Hmm. Um, there seems to be a trend with graded things that is starting to um, annoy me a little bit. Okay. Um, and and this just might be me. I don't know. You tell me your thoughts, but it's. When I see on Facebook, hey, just got this back from grading. It's a 90, how much, like 400 bucks. You can buy it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they are grading it with the purpose of reselling it for more money than they could have gotten just selling the figure. Like, And that's just, that's annoying me. That, that's what, dude, that's, I know. it's the I part it. of grading. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, but grading it to sell, like, I don't know. You're grading it to sell it to, to make profit off of other collectors. I just, I don't know, maybe I'm too idealistic. Cut this shit out. <laughs> Dude, no, we could talk about this. Cause I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I know a lot of people do it and I don't, I don't know if I have issues with it per se. Uh, you know, cause I got a friend that does transformers and he wants AFA stuff, I guess. So he doesn't have to have, do Cause he's, he's had some issues with AFA cause transformers, um, they do a lot of Q grading, which is qualified. So they, if it's open, they look and make sure everything's there and they seal it up and grade it and they give it a Q grade. But like with transformers, they have the weapons on those spruce on the trees. And if one piece, one missile's missing, they won't grade it. So he's had a lot of issues with that. So he prefers buying graded and he'll pay, you know, triple what it's worth just because it's graded, you know? And yeah, yeah, grading to me, I, I enjoy getting some stuff graded. But yeah, I can see where you're coming from because you could definitely, and it goes both ways. It's crazy with grading because you can take like a $40 figure, you know, and if it grades a 90, it's a two, $300 figure. Right. But if it grades a 70, it's, you barely make the money back from grading. Right. I guess I, I don't mind grading. I don't mind buying grading items. It's just people like grading things to automatically flip it. Right. I don't know. It's just, I guess I'm seeing it more and more and it's just starting to irritate me. Like, stop it. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're overthinking it, Jason. Uh, that's I, the thing that I have. Dude, I don't know. I, and I know a lot of people that do it. And I think it is, you can take, cause I've got a buddy. He just sent me, he had an AFA, he graded uh, an A-wing for CAS and he got like an 85 plus on it. So he's like, uh, ding, 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 you know, ching, ching. Yeah. which you know i can't blame them because a sealed a wing's expensive to begin with and then it grades in 85 uh you know so it great well now that you've mentioned that like i think more of the exclusive items mm-hmm. the more rare items maybe your yak faces and snaggletooths and your a wings and things like that or really good condition boxed item on open like I can see the appeal of grading that and flipping it like, and that doesn't annoy me too much. I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe I need to think about this more and I can come back. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I, I, but then I have a piece the you know, I, that I, they graded a 90 or a nine cause it's a modern piece and I've tried selling it for triple what I have in it and nobody bid on it. 
because mm. it was a you know mandalorian and people are like the carbonized mandalorian and they're like you you want to sell that for 200 bucks i'm like it's a nine come on but you know nobody so it's still sitting nobody wanted it so it's still sitting in my collection which maybe i'd be kicking myself if i did it sold it but yeah someday maybe in 20 years maybe. all this stuff will be worth more no, I don't. I, that, that's another issue. How much is this stuff going to be worth in 20 years when, you know, or 40 years when we, we kick the bucket? Do people, will people still want this stuff or are we just leaving crap to our kids that they won't know what the hell to do with? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I wish I had some sort of thoughtful answer to that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like Power of the Force is going to go anywhere. Do, I don't. I, oh, you mean the, the original? Or the, the original. Yeah. Like that's gonna stay about there. I can't see that suddenly climbing to like four hundred dollars for. Well, what do I know? Because there was, we just we mentioned it all the time. The hundred dollar short, short saber long tray that was at Joe Lanta, right? Joe Joe Fest. Sorry. Oh, you're talking about Power of the Force Two. All the stuff that came out in the nineties. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a difference between Power of the Force and Power of the Force Two, isn't there? Right. I and, and I think you're. It's almost at that. Well, it is at that twenty year thing, but will people start collecting that because they can't afford the vintage stuff because you can go in for five bucks buy a whole crap ton of it you know five yeah. bucks a pop you know is that is that the next thing i don't know i don't i, think, I could see huh no good i could see the phantom menace stuff doing that because you do have people you know that are in that 20 25 range thirty, you know 20 to 30 range that grew up with those films and now they're getting the disposable income and they're like yeah. oh now i want to rebuy all this stuff but I don't, I don't know about Power of the Force 2 stuff yet. Power of the Force 2 prototypes seem to be taking off. And they're... Go ahead. And maybe it's because vintage is out of control. Not unless you're, you know, a Bill Gates <laughs> or some sort of tech uh, giant with billions of dollars. Can you afford that kind of stuff for the vintage first shots and prototypes? And the next newest, oldest thing would be the Power of the Force 2. And that you know, probably at one point was 50 bucks for a prototype. Those things are starting to creep up a little bit more to a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then so that's the thing. Right. And then it's like I said earlier, it's, you know, people are looking at it going, okay, vintagers, what the three PO sold for $23,000. Who the yep. hell is going to spend $23,000 on a figure? So, and then you just start going down the list and you're like, all right, I can, you know, I've seen the first shot. Well, you know, you're, you're at, if you want to slave one, sealed you're at a thousand dollars i have no clue what the prototype goes for but i've also seen a thousand dollars on a prototype power of the force slave one which is the same damn thing it just may be worded different or the uh copyright's different because it'll say 1990 versus you know 77 yeah because that's why they all they did was remold everything for the power of the force stuff the yeah. the power of the force too as far as the vehicles go um so i mean yeah I, Dude, I, I could totally see that being the next wave or cre creeping up everything. It just, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, I, I understand it. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand why, why it's becoming popular because that's what people can afford. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool beans. Yeah, Did man. you want to talk about Boba? We're at an hour. I mean, we can, you want to talk about Boba or Soka? Which one do you want to talk about? I was kind of pre more prepared for Boba. But Let's do, do Boba. Do you want to wrap it up? What, what, I mean, what do you think? I don't know. 
I'm not thinking right now. I'm <laughs> what time is it? Let me see what time is it. It's 10, it's 21. No, we got time. I got band practice today. So I'm like, I, but do my day went from being like nothing to being full, which yeah. it, it's kind of fun because weekends you get tired of sitting around the house all day. So, cause I've got band practice after this and then I've got my sister-in-law's birthday after this and then tomorrow's football. So that's right. Fun weekend. Football's back. Football's back, baby. Yeah. So how, how much you want to get into this Boba Fett? Are you wanting, or, or do you want to, you want to just debate it? Do you want to give a history of Fett? What do you want to do? What are we, what are we, what are we thinking about Boba Fett? Yeah. The, the thing with Boba Fett, a lot of people think he's overrated and there's a lot of people who think he's the greatest thing ever. And so I just wanted to have a discussion as to point counterpoint. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I think Boba Fett's cool, but he really doesn't do anything in the Empire Strikes Back. Right. And so is he cool? Is he not cool? Like what's, 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 what's what? Whoo. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Fett fan, but I have, uh, I, you know, I've thought about this and I think it's just because he's so different. You know, that's why he's, he's, uh, you know, he's just a different character. He's a different setup. It's a different uniform. It's a different costume, you know, that we've never seen before. And, and I think when he just came into the scene, and he was just so mysterious is why it kind of took off. And uh, I mean, you do realize, I don't know if people do, but that Boba Fett, when they first designed him, he was going to be the new stormtrooper. Never they were going right. to do like super commandos or something. Right. And then they find, figured out the costume was too expensive. So they just did one. That's why you see the white Boba Fett because they were going to do, you know, could you imagine a hundred white Boba right. Fett sitting right. there? Um so that the plan for him was a lot bigger than what it was. And, you know, I, I, and I just, I think his armor is, is some of the best stuff out there. I mean, just the, I don't know, the, the older, the older I get, and I'm going to totally contradict myself, the older I get, I become less of a Boba Fett fan and more of a Mandalore fan. If that makes sense. I, cause I love the Mandalorians. That to me is just amazing. Yeah, and the more you see them come up, and you see the costumes develop, and then you see Boba Fett standing there, and you're like, Boba Fett looks like crap compared to the stuff that's out there now. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as his costume design is, uh, you know, um, because you got, I don't know, it just, I still love Boba Fett. Don't get me wrong, but like I said, the older I get, the more I become more of a Mandalore fan because I love like Sabine, you know, from Rebels. Her does. I just, I love, I love that. The, the helmet to me just, you know, is where it's at. And, and then the chest, the, the chest piece. Yeah. I just, I love that design. Yeah. There's an element of Spartan design in his helmet. Like if you look at the Greek Spartans and they had that kind of design where it's a metal helmet, but then there's just like a patch between the eyes and down the face so they can talk. Right. And Spartans were the ultimate warriors. And I guess Mandalorians are now some sort of like the equivalent of Spartans in the Star Wars universe. They are a warrior, uh, a race. They, so I mean, there's some of that like badassery going on with Boba Fett. He's got that cool costume, he, and for the longest time, he was just a complete mystery. He was a blank slate, and you could insert your own backstory there. And I think a lot of people who had that figure and thought he had cool armor were inventing their own backstory. For Boba Fett and as you do that you you get closer because you're developing your own story it's your story so Boba Fett becomes your figure 
And I think that that works for him. But, you know, Boba Fett in 1985 is not Boba Fett in 2021. Right. In, in, in 1985, all he did, and the only thing he did in the movies was be smart enough to be dumped in the trash and know that Han Solo was doing that and then tell the Empire, you know, he's he's at Cloud City, come get him. Right. And he doesn't do anything else. That's it. And then when you think about Jabba's Palace, I mean, he's kind of a buffoon. Han Solo <laughs> just accidentally hits his rocket pack and then he's dead. Right. I, I don't know why they did that. Why did they do that to Boba Fett? I, I, Probably I don't know. Probably just to wrap it up. Yeah. And maybe because they're not thinking 30 years in the future or, you no. know, or maybe they don't realize that he was that popular. But I mean, I'm glad that they're coming back with like the Mandalorian and stuff. And, and uh, you know, you're able, they're able to complete, you know, you're seeing more than just Boba Fett now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he's the, like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to, to all that lore that, that is Mandalore. Um, Lucas had, had bigger plans, Boba Fett and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And Daniel Logan talks about it. He um, was on call for all of Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. He was supposed to get his revenge for Mace Windu killing his dad. He was supposed to kill Mace Windu. Oh, geez. But Samuel L. Jackson said, no, I don't want to go out like that. So that's why he gets killed by the Emperor. Because Samuel L. Jackson didn't want to be killed by some punk kid. Right. No little bitch is going to kill me. <laughs> that's probably what he wanted to say that's probably what he said to george he probably george is like, we got to make that pg right <laughs> but so i mean boba fett up to that point in clone wars he, he becomes a little bit more um focused and determined and successful right i think dave filoni did boba fett some service there he was like leading all these bounty hunters he was really cool he was working with cad bane and or singh and Bosk and Dengar show up, but I can't remember if they worked with Boba Fett or not. I think they might have. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a, a minute cool since I've seen Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch the, that that line of um, episodes. But it really wasn't until and so there was the books and stuff where they try to explain why Boba Fett's cool. But it really wasn't for me until The Mandalorian came along that they finally gave Boba Fett some justice and the coolness that he deserves. He's competent. He's skillful. He's determined. He's focused. He's a badass. Yeah. Well, I think that's Roger Rodriguez getting in there and being like, yeah. you know, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. He's brutal. He's vicious. I can't wait for Book of Boba because they, hopefully they're going to have some flashbacks because it sounds I like Book of Boba is going to be like a revenge story. We're right. getting revenge on people. Dude, I, I want to see flashbacks. I want to see him come out the Sarlacc. I want to see why, how Cobb ended up with his armor. I, you know, well, a we revenge. Huh? We saw how Cobb got his armor. Right. But I want to see. Oh, yeah, we did. Crap. We did see it. But it was like a five minute thing while they're riding on scooters. Like, hey, man. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. Um, where that how that the jawas got that armor and how boba fett lost it well then there that's what i want to see that's what because that's kind of tricky because does he just drop the arm while he's climbing out so how i don't know like the jawas didn't go into that sarlacc pit to dig out that armor right 
So I don't know. Maybe he got fooled into dropping the armor or something. Don't know. Or maybe he traded the armor for a ride somewhere. Oh, man. I could never see him doing that, though. Unless he was just that desolate. Didn't have I mean, a choice. Think about the Sands of Tatooine. You're stuck out there. Right. Am I getting delayed? I don't think so. I'm, I'm wondering if Harrison's up playing video games because you're getting delayed on me. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just afraid I start talking and it's coming on video. I'm seeing it, but I'm not seeing it on audio. All right. That's all that matters. But yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, think about it. Who does he have revenge against? Uh, vendettas against? Dude, there's a ton of stories there that they could fill in, that they have to fill in then. Yeah. So Dude. would you start the episode as a flashback? You know, Bosk did him wrong. And then you <sighs> cut to him chasing down Bosk and killing him. Wow. That would be insane, dude. Like, did Bosk do something to Boba Fett's armor as a jetpack? Mm-hmm. And that might explain why it failed on him. It's all speculation at this point, but I'm just trying to figure out, I guess I'm a fan of Boba Fett, and I right. think there's reason now to be a fan of Boba Fett. I don't think he's just a sparkly looking good character you know like he it's more it's he's got more substance than flash now right and i think that's what this this is going to do and and uh yeah i and he's roger rodriguez is talking he's like dude i i can say it's going to be incredible because it's going to be incredible and it's going to deliver and you know it, yeah. and he's like it's it's 10 times better than what i'm telling you uh you know um so i'm looking forward to it we've got what three or four more months not even that not even. I mean, December's right around the corner. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to plan things for December here. Right. It's crazy how fast that Time. comes up. Um, so I think I think Boba Fett at one point was overrated, but I think there's cause for him not to be. I think there's some justification for him being a really cool, complete character. He's he's more substance now. Right. And and I think they've kind of done that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, to bring him back, uh, and it does. I don't know. It, it sucks liking a character that everybody else likes. Uh, you know, I'd like to be able to like a character nobody liked, but yeah, you know, it. it's just one of those things that Boba Fett's always been there, even though, yeah, he's just, it, it is. It, what else? Cause I know there's a lot of other characters like that to where they have a, like a five minute of screen time and they're everybody's favorite. But we need to. We should have done more research. For that one, I have to think about. Like, comes to mind are the Gamorrean guards, but you don't see a lot of Gamorrean guard lovers out there, right? Well, you do have people that go crazy over them, and I and I do see it. You know, I'm I'm making my way through the Harry Potter films right now, and it does amaze me that you have somebody show up for like one movie, and there's people that are diehard fans of that person. You know, or, or you see because did you uh, read the books? No, I have not. I've asked you that before, but yeah, I mean, some of these characters that you see in the movies to more depth in the books. Okay. So that might be part of the fandom. It's not just the movies themselves. It's, you know, they're, they're more drawn out characters in the books. Gotcha. Well, the books, books are always better than a movie. Um, yeah, there's one example. I can't think of it at the top of my, my, my head. I think fight club comes pretty close to the book. There's a book of Fight Club. 
yeah and it's really it's it's pretty verbatim like they they rip lines from the book for the movie mm-hmm. and so like i thought it was a good translation the ending of fight club the book is uh better than the ending of the movie okay and it's is- worth it's worth reading just because of that ending okay well it's been what, i don't know it's been a long time since i think they made book. a a fight to comic book which i i tried to read but that just got really weird mm-hmm. it's a sequel it takes place 10 years later and marla and um the narrator have a kid and tyler comes back but then all of a sudden the author of the book inserted himself into the into the storyline and it's just what wait what this is not <laughs> this is not what i wanted jeez yeah and i and going back a lot of the reason because the EU, I mean, there's a lot more to Boba Fett than in the in the the, the two movies. Um, the EU goes into it a lot more, and I think that kind of helped me be a fan of Boba Fett because there's actually stories of him and Han Solo helping each other out. And Boba yeah. Fett is just basically a, a what are they uh, people that fight for money? Uh, Gun for hire. Gun for, yeah, he's a gun for hire. Bounty so bounty hunter, yeah. yeah um, starts with an M. Uh, uh, but anyway, he's he's a, you know, huh? Milkshake. Milkshake, yes. <laughs> but you know, he's a he's a gun for hire, and whoever's paying him the most money, that's who he's gonna he's gonna uh, go with. And there's a lot, I think, in this book of Bubba Fett coming up because he does have a daughter. He has a granddaughter. He, you know, there's there's stuff going on that I think they can bring back. Uh, but I mean, does he, does, th- is he going to have time to do all that stuff in the four or five years, uh, you know, with him being on Tatooine, he probably doesn't, but you know, and he becomes a millionaire because he's just, there's, there's stories of him, you know, in his helmet. And one of the stories he's like walking around and he hears something and then he researches it. He hears some, uh, property maybe going to be valuable in a few years. So he, in his helmet, he just is like, boom, I'm going to buy all this property. Uh, you know, so it, it, the lore of Boba Fett in the books is just, it, it, yeah. it's pretty cool. And, one thing, one detail that I do like, I, I didn't get into a lot of those books, so I can't really talk about, you know, daughters, granddaughters. I didn't know anything about that. If it wasn't in the Tales of Bounty Hunters, I probably didn't know about it. Gotcha. Um, but in the visual dictionary, that little... Uh, um drop down what do you call that thing on this is it tenna yeah that drops down yeah, apparently yeah. it's got weapon locating radar uh-huh so when luke kind of comes around the corner in cloud city and he's kind of sneaky and you see boba fett walk by you see like all the stormtroopers and han solo kind of like far down the hallway kind of walking by uh-huh you know pulls out his blaster and boba fett turns and he turns probably because his radar picked up that there's a weapon over there and that's how he knew that luke was over there damn it's a small detail right that's what's cool about star wars is they they figure that crap out and somebody will write it and be like i saw this in return of the jet or yeah return of the jedi or empire sorry and i'm gonna go write about it and they it's just the detail in star wars is is pretty sick uh, sick when you uh you get into it so yeah that's what i i guess boba fett's cool i'm looking forward to seeing what they do a book of boba like are they going to fold Omega in? Does he see Omega as his equal? 
because it's another oh. unaltered clone. Dude, I want to see. Yeah. And I need to rewatch Bad Batch thinking it's just a Band-Aid. It's not, it's nothing, you know, all it is is to progress the story. It's nothing to do with Bad Batch. It just progresses the story of Star Wars. You know, it's it's a time killer, basically. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's the way you need, I think that's the way you need to watch Bad Batch uh, and just realize that it's it's a totally different story, totally different storytelling, totally, you know, and it's just filling in some holes. Um, I thought... I- Sorry, you're breaking up for me. So this, these inter, um, me kind of jumping in is a little awkward because I thought you had a pause and then you're still talking. Oh, sorry about that. No, it's good. Um, yeah, with the Bad Batch, I just kind of expected it to be a sequel to Clone Wars, especially from the way that they set it up. Right. That, that's not the case at all. It's more of a continuation, and I just don't know if it's worth watching these characters for some reason. <laughs> There's no cause to to really like them other right. than they've kind of switched off their chip. And but I guess it's a topic for another day. Yeah, we could talk about that too. That's another topic. Let me write that down. Bad batch sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mediocre. Mediocre. Mediocre um, Star Wars. Yeah, I, I'm curious what they're gonna do with o- Omega. Uh, I'm Omega. You know, are they gonna are they gonna bring and, and I really wanted to see Fett in, in Bad Batch because I thought that would have been fun, but you know, then there's also the the mystery behind him. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and I, at some point I want to talk about that IG eighty eight story. I'll have a, to read it then. Yeah. Do I need to be high? No. It's, no, you don't have to be high. All right. Let me know when you read because I'll reread it and then we can talk about it. All right. And that's in Tales from the Bounty Hunters? Tales of the Bounty Hunter. All right. I know I got the book. So, all right. All right, Jason. I got to so, go. I got okay. band practice. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like us on Facebook, leave a comment, let us know what you think, send us an email, smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Leave a review. Um, you know, if you enjoy the show, just. Give us your thoughts on our podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, like and subscribe our YouTube channel. We're posting shorts on YouTube and Facebook to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about. And you can actually visualize and see us talking. Um, and we try to make it quick. <laughs> we try to make it quick. Glenn just gave a face. I'm not going to be using this video. <laughs> it was like, kind of like a Joaquin Phoenix Joker face or Jack Nicholson Joker face. It's kind of like, whoa. Um, and I'm completely derailed you're completely drained is that what you said derailed derailed sorry i I jumped the tracks there (laughs) well it Um, also stinks because yeah it is the video is getting jumpy right now uh so yeah i guess interact with us yes please we'll send you stickers stickers and magnets we have stuff order t-shirts buy the shirt buy the shirt Jason have a good rest of your day man you as well this is the way this is the way